Welcome to the business of being well. If you're a hands-on practitioner who wants to grow a profitable business without working your life away, you're in the right place. So sit back, take a deep breath, and enjoy the show. Okay, Jody. thanks so much for hanging out with me today. We're going to get started with two quick questions. They're kind of rapid fire. You can share as much or as little as you want to about these. First, what is your go-to health habit, the thing that you must do to take care of yourself or else? Um, so I have my first one, I think, is have an iced coffee in the morning. I think that's more of like my mental um, get ready for the day and sort of like the social piece too. I feel like, you know, maybe not in the winter, but like more in the summer, I usually either walk the kids or walk the dog, get a coffee and, you know, see people, you know, and I feel like that's just such a good start to my day. Um, but like the actual physical health piece, and this is mental health too, but just taking a nice long walk with my dog with no kids, nobody else, not a friend to chat with. Um, I try not to really look at my phone either. I try to just think about like the morning sort of process, anything that's gone on and, you know, make some plans for the afternoon, but just enjoy being outside. And I know how much my dog loves, you know, being out too. So I know she's enjoys it, but I love the physical, you know, piece of that and in and, and the mental clarity piece too. So iced coffee and walk with the dog. I don't drink coffee, but I do really find a lot of stress relief in walking my dog. He's a pandemic puppy. We got him in March of 2020. He's actually yep. in the office with me right now making noises. <laughs> <laughs> and um he some days he's the one waking me up like nudging me to get out of bed and go take him for a walk. Okay. Next question for you is what do you like the least about running a business? So I think for that what I don't love about running a business, but there's so many perks too to this, um, is just having to be available. Um, especially in the business I'm in, you know, we do birth and postpartum care and, um, babies are born around the clock and clients have questions and doulas have questions. And, um, you know, my family knows too, that, you know, I have to be available for my job, but the trade-off is I'm home with my kids all the time and I don't have to, use daycare or aftercare or, you know, rush home at six o'clock and get dinner and, you know, sort of not be with them. So I think they understand, but it's still, I mean, mom guilt is real, real, real. Um, and I feel guilty about it all the time. So I remember, you know, when I worked a corporate job and my days were long, my weeks were long, but when I got home for the most part, I could like shut it off, you know, and I didn't have to pick it back up again until the morning. Um, but now I just have to be available and, I don't love it because it is disruptive sometimes, um, especially if, you know, we're out doing something planned and I really, really want to be present, but sometimes, you know, with birth and breastfeeding and, and, and those things are so time sensitive that I do have to like take a minute and say, you know what, give me five. I just have to, you know, work this out with a client, um, or a doula or, or anyone. Um, but it's some stuff can't wait. Some stuff can wait and I can, you know, not text back, but for the most part, I have to be available and it just comes with it. One of the things that I um, aim to do with this podcast is to help women who are in health and wellness professions have a bigger vision for their business. And I think that you're a great example of that. So I would love to talk with you more about kind of like where you started in your journey as a, as a doula and 
how did you create the vision for an agency? And anyone can go look at your website and see your, your team. We have quite a lot of people who are working in your agency. Share with us, like what led you into the work that you're doing now? Sure. Um, so my oldest daughter is 14 and I was um, in corporate event planning, you know, when she was born and my mother passed away when I was young and I, I just didn't have a support system. My friends were still single or, you know, in a relationship, but no one had kids and they were still going out and doing their thing. And, um, you know, I had a, a newborn at home. So I just, in the time that I was home, part of it was dreading going back to work and knowing that I was going to be gone long days again, and she would be in daycare. Um, but the other part of it was I, there was something nagging, like something was so lacking in the postpartum support piece that I felt like, you know, they say, bye-bye, good luck, you know, have a wonderful, you know, parenting journey when you leave the hospital. And I actually, I actually ended up having my second and third daughters at home um, for a variety of reasons stemming from just the, the lack of care and lack of support um, during my first birth. But I just knew there was something more. And I always wanted to be a nurse. I always wanted to do something with mom and baby. And I quickly realized the clinical piece was not for me, but I did love the social and emotional piece. And I just started doing some research and Googling and I found postpartum doula care. And I said, that just sounds like something that would really be for me. Um, and I happened to get laid off shortly after my maternity leave from my corporate job. And it was like a moment of devastation. And then just a lifetime of like, what a blessing to be let go at a time where I sort of had this like tiny vision of where I wanted or what I wanted my life to look like with a young baby. Um, so I flew down to North Carolina, took a training, came back, hit up some you know doulas in the area if you have any extra clients. And I was like so busy, so fast. And busy at that time was in between drop-off and pickup for school. Um, I was a single parent for um, a long time and you know just didn't have a support system. So I worked in, in the in-betweens and then I sort of branched out from just the postpartum care. Um, I took on some birth clients. I started teaching some classes and just grew my business like that. But I realized very, very quickly that there's only so many hours in the day and that really limits the potential for income. So I started doing, you know, some stuff digitally that you could do once, you know, sell to many people, or I started doing stuff online where you can, you know, have one class, but you don't have to have, you know, classroom space that only fits 10 people, because um, you could have as many people as you wanted. And I ended up um, working for a few years and becoming a postpartum doula trainer. So I added that income you know, I was always the person who wanted the commission-based job. I never wanted to just have a salary because I knew what I put into something was, you know, what I was going to get out of it. So I was never afraid to work really hard and work, actually work really smart to just make that revenue, you know, come in. Um, so I started doing trainings and, you know, I was able to meet a lot of new doulas and I was doing it, you know, at that time we weren't doing virtual and it was all in person. So I was doing it mostly in New England, but I think in 2015, maybe 2014, um, just a variety of life stuff happened. Um, I got engaged. My father was diagnosed with cancer. I rushed planning a wedding, um, got married in March. He died in May. I got pregnant like that minute. A year later, had another daughter. Um, so somewhere in that time, I said I never not I never, but I, in the near future, I will not be doing any private care. What can I do to continue 
making an impact on the community, continue, you know, having revenue come in and, and just take a minute to figure out where I want my business to go. And it was just obvious to the agency piece, you know, I'm training these doulas, I can handpick the shining stars out of every training and build my team that way. And one of my biggest, you know, sort of marketing pieces is that I've trained everyone on my team. You know, I personally trained them in both postpartum care and lactation. Um, and through that, and just through working with them, I've gotten to know their personalities and their strengths and their weaknesses. And, you know, we're not just placing people based on location and availability. We're doing, you know, it more on perfect fit and personality match. And for someone who is, you know, either pregnant or just had a new baby, and it's just a very vulnerable time, they want to know that someone has their best interest, you know, at heart and is really trying to find like the perfect person or, you know, as perfect as it's going to get. So the agency sort of came about, you know, during that time and it's five years old now when we have almost 30 doulas, we started off with two plus me um, and just kept growing. I think, you know, I put it out there to the universe and all of a sudden there was an influx of clients and an influx of doulas and um, it sort of just grew. And, you know, in that time, I realized I do love the perinatal community. I love doula care. I love managing doulas. I still have a lot of client interaction, but I also love teaching other doulas to create the business that they want for themselves and for their, you know, their families. And, you know, a lot of doulas, and especially because I'm training them and I do a lot of post-training mentorship you know, they think that they're going to go out and they're going to do doula work and that's going to be it. Like they don't really realize that there's so much more that you can bring to the table to grow your business, um, to branch out, to make a bigger impact on the community, um, but not put in so much more time um, and not spend so much more money trying to build. I think that's a big deterrent for people. I think they're afraid that if they take the next step, they're already crazy busy. I mean, it is a good time to be a doula, but they're already so busy that are they going to be able to spend more time away from their family, dedicate more time, you know, to working and, and they're already not feeling like they don't have enough time, you know, for self-care, for family care, for other priorities or passion projects. Um, so that's sort of my focus now is to help people just create a stable, sustainable business um, that has just tons of potential to scale into something amazing. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Was there ever a time that you felt like you needed permission to be able to train other doulas or to start and grow an agency? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. like listening to your story right now, it sounds like, I mean, it was just obvious. Like you just knew this was what you're going to do. And yet I talked to a lot of people, myself included, who have felt like I'm not qualified to do that. Yeah. There's always times where I'm like, am I even like, you know, qualified to, to be training other doulas? Like, am I that good at what I do? Yeah. Um, but then I quickly realized like, there's a reason why I'm doing this. And there's a reason why that, you know, the organization I trained for chose me to do this and keeps me doing it. Um, and it, you know, all the feedback I get from my students also just keeps me in a place where any thoughts of like imposter syndrome are quickly pushed to the side. Um, but as far as like the, the business piece, I think just looking at my own story, I mean, I started doing what everyone else is doing, you know, trading this many hours of the day for this much money and 
um, feeling burnt out fast and, you know, feeling bad that I wasn't spending enough time with, you know, my daughter or, you know, other things. And as a birth doula, I mean, you're on call, you could miss someone's 99th birthday. I mean, you're, you could miss a recital. I mean, you, you just never know. Um, I think for me, it just felt like a really perfect fit to take my journey and sort of my story of my whys and hows and wheres and create something to help other people, you know, sort of do the same thing. And, um, you know, I've created some digital courses and some, you know, programs like series that you know, help people start their business or scale their business or transition it, you know, into an agency um, because that's what I needed. And that's, you know, it took me five years to sort of figure it out. And I think I'm in a pretty good spot now, but um, it was a lot of trial and error and a lot of hard work and a lot of doing things wrong before I figured out, you know, the correct way. Um, and so I packaged it all together and put it in like a, a pretty package and done for you. You know, this is how you get from where you are to where you want to be. Um, and I love, you know, I, I love just the mentorship piece. I love all of it. I love hearing stories of, you know, this is what I want. And then when they get there, you know, I I've been with them the whole way and hearing the story that, you know, I never thought I could get here, but, you know, with Jody's mentorship or with her support, um, you know, I was able to sort of see it happen. So uh, it's a lot of the feedback and a lot of the relationships that I, you know, sort of cultivate and and continue um, that pull me back when I think that I, I, you know, maybe I shouldn't be doing this or maybe I'm not good enough to do it. At the time that we're recording this, we're almost two years into the pandemic. And I think those of us that work in holistic, natural, alternative health and wellness realms, like we know that the work of doulas has changed a bit over the last almost two years. Let's talk a little bit more about that. Like for people that might be interested in becoming a doula in the future, Mm -hmm. what might they need to know is different now than what they could have expected a couple of years ago and and are things that you think are going to continue to change over the next few years ahead of us? Well, I think, you know, at least for my business, you know, we were fairly busy pre-pandemic and the need for doula care or their desire for doula care has just grown exponentially. Uh, We did virtual care for a minute, you know, for postpartum doulas. It was a little bit longer for, you know, the, the birth doulas, but people quickly realized that they're not willing to sacrifice very much um, to not have the postpartum care that they want. And a lot of our second time moms realized that they experienced postpartum depression or anxiety the first time around. And we're not willing to, you know, not have in-person hands-on care. So, you know, our, our team was extremely careful in taking all of the proper precautions as best they could. Um, We had some doulas doing, you know, COVID tests, like, you know, before they left the house, just to make sure Uh, we were only having one doula work with one family at a time, which was challenging because, you know, we try not to say no to anyone. We have clients who want 70 hours a week, which is wonderful. We have clients who want eight hours a week. So if you only have the opportunity to work with one family at a time, we had a hard time filling those, you know, eight hour families, but we did it. And, you know, we're we're past that now, but the need for doula care has grown a ton. I think a lot to do with mental health, postpartum mental health. Um, there was a lot of isolation during the pandemic, during pregnancies. We had, you know, are some of our clients expecting to have a birth doula and then the hospital said no. Um, so just lots of 
unsure time to expect thinking you're going to have one thing. And then, you know, a minute later they say, no, we're not allowing that. Um, so we really tried to pick up all that slack postpartum. Um, and like I said, we're, you know, probably 10 times as busy now as we were pre pandemic, but, um, you know, I, I think we have a lot of partners working from home. That's almost harder than when you are having someone work outside the house and you don't see them. So you don't even know they're there. And when they're like 10 feet from you, you almost expect them to support you somehow, but you forget that they're at work. So having more daytime doula care to help support, you know, um, the birth parent was definitely something that we, you know, we saw a lot more nine to five support. A lot more practitioners are recommending doulas seeing that their patients, you know, need some help either prenatally or postpartum. Um, and, and we were getting, you know, OBs and midwives, you know, talking about doula care before the pandemic, but not like they are now. I mean, they're doing so many more referrals and just educating their patients about, you know, what kind of care you can, you know, that's available, um, you know, when you get home. So, and the other thing is, you know, just spending two years not going on vacation and not, you know, just spending what you normally would be spending, allocating that money to a birth doula, a postpartum doula. Um, so I, I think those three things were the main players. Um, and what's happening now is people, you know, their contracts are over and they don't want it to end. So they're, they're saying, you know, I know my doula is moving on to someone else, but like, do you have someone else? Could we sort of be on a, a wait list for, you know, any nights you have available? If you have someone ending a client waiting for their next client, like, is there somewhere in between? So we have like a long wait list now of just families who we've been caring for, for a while, who will take any availability um, to just continue their care. That was, it was not like that pre-pandemic. Your contract was over and you're, you moved on. Um, wow. But now people are having a hard time letting go. What would you want someone to know who was considering starting a career as a doula? Like maybe mm-hmm. um, a nurse who's leaving a hospital, for example. I've yep. talked to lots of nurses who are leaving. Yep. They don't know what they're going to do next. Um, yep. And sometimes, you know, they're they're pretty afraid, but they know that they're making the right decision. And working as a doula is one of the things that I always say, like, well, here's a long list of all the things you could do. Doula yep. is on the list. What would you want them to know about getting started in this work? We have lots of nurses who have left hospital settings for one, like one reason or another. And a lot of it just has to do with like the politics and, um, you know, all the rules and regulations. They just feel like they can't care for their patients the way they want to. And a lot of them are labor and delivery or, you know, postpartum. So transitioning to the doula piece of it, you know, now you're working for the same patients or the same people you would have seen in the hospital, but you're working for them privately. You can care for them any way you want. You can educate them, teach them anything you want. You don't have to abide by protocol. I mean, it's like a natural transition for most nurses. Um, And I would just say that it is so rewarding. I mean, it really is such an incredible career, whether you're coming from, you know, a nursing background or not. Um, You could use your nursing background, you know, to your advantage. We have some medically fragile babies that need nursing care, but having that extra doula education. So now you are aware of maternal mental health, you know, so you're not just doing, you're not just focusing on the baby, you're sort of focusing on the birth parent, you're focusing on the family, you're focusing on the home, and you can really give them like that entire package of care. 
And that's so highly sought after because you just don't get that a lot of times when it's medical, it's medical and that's it. But, you know, with doula care or newborn care specialists, um, a lot of them also take postpartum doula trainings and they really do have that well-rounded approach to postpartum care. Okay. So as someone starting their career, it seems pretty, (laughs) I don't know, I guess the word would be obvious to me. Like Mm -hmm. the biggest challenge in the beginning is getting clients and filling your schedule, being able to really, if you want it to be a business that is your full-time income to be able to grow to that point. Um, And I think that sometimes when people hear from someone like you who has an agency, you've got a big team of doulas who are taking care of a lot of people, they're like, well, how how do you have so many clients and I'm just struggling to get enough to make a living? What kinds of things would you want that person to know and or do so that like they can get to the point where Mm -hmm. they're not just trying to make ends meet, but they're really thriving on their career? I think, you know, out of the gate, working for an agency, you know, just being able to have some, you know, solid income coming in while you work on your business, while you make your own connections in the community. And one of the things that I cannot stress enough, and I teach to all my trainees and anyone, you know, who I come in contact with talking about, you know, building a business is that networking is probably the single best way to fill your schedule, get your name out there, create a reputation for yourself instead of, you know, trying to find one or two or three pregnant people or, you know, pregnant couples, figure out what practitioners, you know, in your local area, see the same clientele, right? That's your ideal clientele. So we try to connect with chiropractors who specialize in, you know, babies and and bellies. We talk a lot to prenatal yoga studios, home birth midwives. They have a captive audience of our ideal clients. So you know, we can tap into their audience, they can tap into ours. You know, what's wonderful now is you can hop on Instagram and do a little live interview, you can talk about collaborating. You know, if 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 you think about something that every, you know, pregnant person or brand new family is concerned about, let's say it's, you know, having a gassy baby or having a baby that, you know, is colicky, what do they want to hear about? They may They may want to hear, you know, a chiropractor talk about the bodywork piece. We could have a lactation specialist talk about, you know, gut health. And then your postpartum doula is talking about how you can, you know, soothe and all that stuff at home. So how you can, you know, put all that into practice. So the three of us together getting on social media or even doing like a live Q&A in someone's office, we're tapping into three separate audiences, but they're all the same audience, right? They're all interested in the same thing. It's a topic that everyone's afraid of and everyone wants to know more about. So, you know, you just, you have tons of people now interested in your practice and their practices and you're in front of eyes and ears that normally wouldn't know you exist, but need your services. So, you know, I do a ton of, you know, work on helping people network and and get their circle of professionals that they're going to be, you know, collaborating with, working with. and at the end of the day, I mean, it's just giving our clients the most comprehensive care because they might need a chiropractor. They may want prenatal yoga. They may, you know, be interested in midwifery, um, pediatricians, pediatric dentists. I mean, anyone who sees our clientele, um, it's nice to have that really sort of tight knit circle of referrals. And it's only helpful for, you know, our clients, 
but also, you know, to fill our schedules. Yeah, absolutely. I think that building relationships to grow your practice is the most, one of the most, I would say it's in the top three, in my opinion, important um, ways for us to grow. Because I mean, most of us, especially when we're starting out, we don't, we don't want to be out there like giving out deals and (laughs) offering coupons and advertisements and paper. Like there's a lot of old ways of doing things that people still try to do. And I'm like, oh, don't waste your time with that. Right, and there's right. also like the social media advertising too. And I think, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to see those things that other people are doing. You think that you have to do them too. Mm-hmm. And just remember that like, there's a reason that you started a career in a helping profession. It's right in some part, because you enjoy people and you want to help people and people also want to help you. So build those relationships and nurture those relationships. And it takes time, but they bring you the best clients. Right. I mean, the the people that we network with generally, let's say, you know, a chiropractor or prenatal yoga, they are pregnant, you know, or postpartum, you know, they have an active interest in their health and well-being. Um, and they're educated enough to seek out those, you know, practitioners that are going to be helpful for them. So that, I mean, that's our ideal clientele, someone who wants to go, you know, that extra step to make sure that they are feeling well, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, really doing everything they can to get ready for, you know, the end of their pregnancy, their labor and delivery and, you know, preparation for postpartum. Awesome. Jody, thank you so much for chatting with me today and just sharing more for people that are, you know, maybe in the earlier phases of their career, or even just thinking about getting started in some kind of health and wellness profession um, and feeling like they don't know what to do and they just need help (laughs) and guidance. So if someone would like to learn more about you, about your work, where is the best place for them to go? Um, My website is hiptoheart.com. You know, there's so much information on there on all aspects of doula care, you know, starting a business, growing your business, um, or just Jody, J-O-D-I at hiptoheart.com. You can email me, you know, we can hop on Zoom, start a conversation and um, sort of see what is most beneficial. Awesome. Thank you again so much. My pleasure. Do you want to make more money without squeezing more patients or clients onto your schedule? If that's you, be sure to take my free class. In it, you'll learn how to bring leveraged income into your practice so you can work less, live more, and help more people than ever before. You can get signed up by going to drdanielleaton.com and click free.